Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When is the last time you even called me Brayden? Every day. No, you call me babe. That's not my name. Brayden is not my name. <sighs> I know about that, Brayden. That's not my name. That's not my name. They call me Brayden. <laughs> Wait, that is my name. Hey, I'm not the name Brayden. And I am babe. Welcome to you, me, and a poltergeist. Poltergeist. How are you doing today? That's great to hear. It's Christmas! Merry Christmas! Happy holidays, happy Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy everything. Hello, is it presents you're looking for? By the time this comes out, it'll be Christmas Eve. I think it'll be Christmas Eve. It will be Christmas. Oh my lord, Merry Christmas! That's why I'm saying it's Christmas. Ah, I see very well. And is that why you're singing Tomorrow it too? Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Is this a musical episode? Yes, everything is musical when it's Christmas time. Well, we are hoping that you are having a lovely day. We're if you're listening you to this on Christmas, if I... you're listening to it after Christmas, thanks for catching up. Yeah, I hope you had a good uh, Christmas <laughs> yeah, slash holiday too. period. Um, Happy New Year as well Brayden, let them finish How was it? What'd you do? (laughs) Can you hear them? Uh, What kind of presents did you get? If you said none The person in the back that said none I'll give you some, hit me up Belinda will send you feet pics For free, for free. That's my Christmas present to you, feet pics. I haven't got my toenails done either, so. Oh, nasty. Hey, you don't get to say that. All I'm thinking, oh, come on, dog. All I'm thinking in my mind is like when, you know, those classic shows where it's like the man's like, oh, oh," and then it takes off her shoe. And then it's it's like like, jagged nails with, uh, I was going to say smoke lines, but. Stink lines. Gunk coming out everywhere. I don't know what media I've been watching that had this depiction of a female's foot, but... Spongebob. Is it Spongebob? Probably Spongebob. Yeah, I feel like it's a Spongebob thing. Or maybe a date movie. Ah, there we go. Yeah, it could be that one too. Um, Today we're brought to you by our fantastic patrons over www.patreon.com slash poltergeist. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thanks a bunch. We love you. You've we made do. our Christmas. You've made our 2020. You have. You've made things a lot easier on us, and we love you. <laughs> what else is new, babe? What are you expecting to get for Christmas? Roller skates. Roller skates. Did Santa tell you already? Oh, uh, no. I didn't know <laughs> Santa. <laughs> and it's your birthday, like 10 days after Christmas. 11, but yeah. 11 days, close enough. 
How are you feeling about that? I don't want to do it. You don't want to grow old? I don't want to grow old. And how many numbers are you turning this year, young girl? 24. 24 well, years old. next year, 2021. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be 24. Fuck. You know, 24 <laughs> is like the start of the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> once you hit, like, mid-20s, it's almost like a slow decline. <laughs> but, hey, you know, live it up while you can. Someday you're going to look back on these moments and wonder where the hell did they go. That's the song? I thought it was Give It Up. Nah, Live It Up. Let's change Let's change the lyrics just for this one moment. Live It Up is probably a better line of... <laughs> then Give It Up. Yeah, better message. What is that song about? Is that sex? Giving It Up? Baby, give it up. Give it up. Baby, give it up. Let's look up the meaning of Baby Give It Up by Casey and the Sunshine Band. Anyway, I'm not looking forward to turning 24, just purely because I don't want to age anymore. I didn't think I'd be one of these people, but no, I am. I am one of these people that just doesn't want to fucking age. And I feel like I feel like that's very reasonable. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so as well. I, I thought I thought I was just gonna be like, you know what, whatever. You just you get older and that's the way it is. That's life, that's the meaning of life, you know what I'm saying? You live so you can die, you know what I mean? But then I'm getting closer to death and I just I'm not having a good time. The anxiety in my body is just saying no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like no <laughs> panic attack. It's I'm gonna have a breakdown on my birthday. I can feel it. I feel I'm going to wake up, everyone's going to be like, oh, happy birthday, you're 24, 24 laps around the sun. That's two decades and a bit. And I'm just going to be like, ah, two decades. Ah, ah. A car is old at two decades. Ah. You know what I mean? I think I'm having the breakdown now. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Live on air. So, baby, give it up. I couldn't find the lyrics, but give it up also means to applaud. So, maybe it means to <laughs> applaud. To applaud that ass. <laughs> Um, what about you, babe? What are you expecting to get for Christmas? I know I'm getting runners. No one said that. I know I'm getting underwear because I always get underwear because I always no go through that. all my underwear because I'm a hardcore underwear user. <laughs> <laughs> I no fart even... so hard I put, like, holes in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many times I just, like, I go to, like, wash or fold a pair of underwear and I'm like, oh, there's no fucking point in these ones anymore and I just chuck it out. And then I never see them again, and it's a very sad moment for me. <laughs> How? You had holes in your knickers. What else are you expecting to get? Um, socks. I've, I've forgotten half the things I've gotten you. Mm. Yeah, I've forgotten most of the things I've gotten you too. The barber today was like, so what have you got in your girlfriend for Christmas? And I'm like, um, good question. Lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> That was about it, honestly. I could not remember for the life of me anything else other than what you already said. Huh, that was it. So, <laughs> shall we move on with the show? Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Just, like, chill out for a little bit? Just, like, hang hang with our friends? You guys. You guys are our friends. Um, what about you guys? What do you have to say? Uh, we are going to a music festival for New Year's. Somehow oh. a music festival is allowed on during this time. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. We have been a good state. Yeah, but there's shit going on all around us. 
Don't jinx it, Brayden. Okay, we'll be fine. Everything's fine. I'm on two and a half weeks of holiday, by the way. I'm not on any holiday. I work in retail. Hmm. I'm. Don't jinx. Don't jinx the festival, okay? Because I need this. Okay, babe. <laughs> I'm about to turn 24. I need this. Yep. We've been a really good state. We've kept our cases to a zero. There's the two two blokes that were like, you know what? We're not going to isolate. We're going to go to pubs and get massages. Uh, you know what we've done? We've closed the border. We're like, fuck yous. Stay out. We're holding a festival. There we go. So, even Dudley agrees. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yay. <laughs> that made him be quiet. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's a good time. Hopefully no one's there with COVID. Um, <laughs> so, do you want to start today's podcast or what? Or do you want Molly to wait till she gets her comfy spot let, on a plastic bag? Let Molly bag? get comfy on a plastic bag. Molly, lay down. <laughs> Looks up like, hello? We don't give our dogs dog beds anymore. They just get plastic bags. <laughs> well, the podcast studio just has lots of plastic bags in it. It has and one plastic bag. And that's the one that Molly loves to lay on. Okay, go ahead. So I'm going. All right. Mine is a Christmas-themed one. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. But you know what? It wasn't a delightful Christmas for this bride. Oh, let's hear it. This is The Mistletoe Bride by James Dickens. Is that the same one? I don't know. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, Dickens, yeah. Who was I thinking of? James something and someone Dickens is what I was thinking of. Who's James? My middle name is James. Yeah, your middle name's James. We heard that. That must be it. Charles Dickens. Dahl's Chickens. All right. This is the Mistletoe Bride of Bram's Hill House. And I got um, my info from mentalfloss.com and freakyfolktales.wordpress.com. In the early 17th century, a young woman named Anne was to be married on Christmas Day at Bram's Hill House in Hampshire, England. After ceremony and feasts, the guests were all set to carry the bride to the bedchamber. As was a tradition back in the 17th century, the guests would carry the bride to the room. Where they would then have sex. Where they would consummate their marriage. That is so intimate. <laughs> yeah, you just like have your ceremony, have a really big feast, and then you're like... And then like your mum, your uncle, you know... Your neighbour from down the road all carry you to your room. I think it's more of the bridal party, isn't it? I have no idea. Okay. So Anne suggested a game be played of hide and seek and asked for a five-minute head start before the guests came in after her. The first man who found her had the privilege of kissing her as well. What? Yeah. Isn't this her wedding? Yeah. Controversial. Everyone searched long and hard for Anne, but no sign of her could be found. At first, they thought she had played a merry trick, but soon a sense of unease fell over the guests. The bridegroom, Lord Lovell, was distraught, and guests began to whisper that she must have fled. He started to believe them too. Oh no. Days, weeks, months, and years passed, and Lord Lovell never stops looking for his bride. One day, 
some 50 years after she had disappeared, on the anniversary of their wedding, Lord Lovell was up in the huge attic of the sprawling mansion that was the Brams Hill house, where he began tapping on the oak panelling. As he knocked, a long-hidden secret door sprung open, and inside he found an ornate wooden chest. He pried open the heavy wooden lid, and there, still in her wedding dress and clutching her mistletoe bouquet, were the skeletal remains of his beloved. The scratch marks on the inside of the lid of the chest attested to her desperate but futile effort to free herself from her hiding space. Oh my god. What the fuck? I mean, she's the most successful player of hide-and-seek there is. Let's get that out there. 50 fucking years, Yeah, mate. I'm impressed. Mm, me too. Dudley is too. <laughs> so while there are many versions of this story and um, what family this happened to, the, researcher, the researchers of historians and antiqu- antiquarian, antiquarians... Thank you. Have proved that it was most likely, sorry, that it most likely happened at the Brams Hill House in Hampshire, the seat of the very ancient Cope family. So T.F. Thistleton, Thistleton, this Thistleton, I think, Dyer, who had made the most exhaustive study of old English romances and mysteries, wrote in his strange pages from family papers this quote the chest in which the mistletoe bride was found is shown to visitors at brams hill house hampshire the residence of sir john cope this statement became of interest in 1923 when the american society girl miss edna hilton had just became the bride of captain denzil cope heir of sir anthony cope There's Molly getting back into a plastic bag bed. (laughs) The chief of the ancient family that had long occupied the house. So the now Mrs. Cope was well known in the New York... In the New York society as she was one of the Hilton family that inherited part of the Stuart millions. For several years before she got married, she lived in Paris where her mother, Mrs. Edward Baker Hilton, had a magnificent apartment. She now basically became the owner of the famous chest the bride was locked up and lost in. People were intensely curious to know the experiences she would have she would have with such a gruesome relic. It was said that people staying in the house were kept awake at night by the stifled moans of a woman in terrible agony. And they would hear her muffled sounds like those of a person beating on the interior of the wooden chest. It was only a matter of time that people would begin to gossip about Mrs. Cope and her unusual home. The New York Society discussed at length what would the new bride do with the tragic chest. Would she eventually climb into the chest herself? Would she send the chest away with fears of it being haunted? The papers of that day didn't wait long until actual testimonies of encounters began to emerge from the Brams Hill house. One Englishwoman said... During the night, I had the most terrifying experience. Shortly after midnight, I was awakened, suddenly with a sensation that I was not alone in the bedroom. 
Then, from behind the ancient oak panelling, I heard noises of light, hurrying footsteps. What followed was even more terrifying. I heard moans of the most heart-rending kind, and then strange sounds like hands beating upon a wooden partition. The moans so terrified me that I fainted away and it was daylight when I recovered consciousness. I made an excuse for leaving the castle and hurried away. Not long after this, one of the old retainers of the, at the castle, who subsequently soon departed, declared that in this stillness of the night he heard the clatter of bony feet hurrying up the stairway into the attic. Oh. Where, uh, with this came an accompanying sound like the swish of skirts and later on a muffled thump like the falling of a cover of a heavy chest. So the mistletoe bride has been featured in many novels and plays, but it's most familiar through a song by Thomas Haynes Bailey. The mistletoe hung in the castle hall, the holy branch shone on the old oak wall, and the baron's retainers were blithe and gay and keeping their Christmas holiday. The baron beheld with a father's pride his beautiful child, young Lovell's bride, while she's while. She with her bright eyes seemed to be the star of the goodly company. They sought her that night, and they sought her the next day, and they sought her in vain while a week passed away. In the highest, the lowest, the loneliest spot, young Lovell sought wildly, but found her not. And years flew by, and their grief at last was told as a sorrowful tale long past. When Lovell appeared, the children cried, See, the old man weeps for his fairy bride. Closed with a spring and dreadful doom, the bride lay clasped in her living tomb. Oh, that's sad. And that is the mistletoe bride of Brims Hall. Wow, yes. that's really cool. That reminds me a, that reminds me a lot of, uh, is it haunting at Bly Manor? Yeah. Like the chest that's haunted. Yeah. The manor. Really cool. Yeah, so that's, um, yeah, it reminded me a lot of the Bly Mouth. Oh, Bly yeah. Mouth? Bly Manor. <laughs> that was a really good show, by the way. You should go and watch it, everyone out there. Yeah, especially when I uh, mentioned the chest. I was like, ooh. Oh, this is like Bly. Chest. Yeah. So cool. So there's a dog in the background that you can probably hear that's been barking this whole fucking time. We've just closed the window to try and drown it out, but this dog is just non-stop. So we apologise, but I don't think there's much to do other than just continue. Let's remind you that it's also 8.15 at night. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay. You ready for what I've got going on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So a couple of friends were actually asking the other day, if there were any particularly interesting cryptids in the UK, aside from the Loch Ness Monster, and one we've already talked about a couple of weeks ago, I believe, maybe a month or two, uh, the Hairy Hands Horror, mm-hmm. where those hands, yeah, classic. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to those if you haven't. Um, and yeah, the only other things I could really come up with in England that I'd heard about were the ABCs. Do you know what ABCs are, babe? Aside from the first three A, letters B, of the number C, plate, D, number e, plate. F, G. Oh my god! Num alphabet. God, of the I'm number tired. Plate. Anyways, um, yeah, ABC stands for Alien Big Cat. Belinda's <laughs> laughing. 
But out of all the cryptids we've talked about, this is the only one with real credible evidence. So I know what you're thinking. Alien big cat, are they sent down from spaceships up above? Are they tigers from space? No. Alien big cat just refers to a cat that is in an alien environment that it shouldn't be in. So like a, you know, a jaguar in England when there isn't jaguars in England. Okay. Or a panther in Sydney in July 2020 captured on video. Yep, there's ABCs in Australia too. There's ABCs in Australia? <laughs> there are. In spite of how we were, uh, you know, settled by convicts, we do, in fact, know our ABCs. <laughs> yeah, although the lion is the national animal of England, you'd probably be shocked to know that there are no lions in England, who would have guessed, unless they're in a zoo or something like that. So, I mean, spotting, like, a giant cat walking around, like a panther or something, would be quite peculiar, would it not? Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, these aren't exactly creatures that we don't know about, so it's not like they're like alien beings or anything or like monsters. They're just big cats in places they shouldn't be. Like that one that we've got out there? Yeah, like that big cat we've got out there. So He's like sitting at the front of our door just... You'd be pretty surprised to know that ABCs have actually been spotted all over the UK and all over Australia and all over the world, in fact. Okay, wow. The UK in particular, like England, like they have a, they have, I think it's called BBCs, which are just British big cats where they have like, um, instead of ABCs. Why do they have, why have they given these network names? (laughs) Right? Yeah. The BBC is really just one giant cat. (laughs) Um, Anyways, so during a regional survey in 2003 to 2004, there were 2,052 people who came forward to say that they had witnessed an ABC. I mean, these people could be lying, just going, you know, trying to get some clout or something, saying, yeah, I saw a big cat. I think the thing that's most terrifying about this is the fact that we don't expect big cats to be in our countries, like England or Australia. No. Like, we've got, you know, tiny spiders, we've got snakes and stuff, but I mean... Those things can bite you and kill you, and you'll die. You know, you won't die immediately, but it, and it, but it won't be a you terrifying will, death. Like you will, it, you will, it will be painful as you die, though. Oh, of course, but it won't be terrifying. If you, you have a, a little bite, if you have a, a jaguar ripping your throat out, that's scary. Probably quicker too. Oh, most likely, definitely quicker. <laughs> but I mean, that I think in Australia the, we like you to die of a slow, painful death. Exactly. I think the finality of the fact that they can just immediately kill you and they're giant muscle-bound cats is the thing it's that terrifies scarier, me the most. Yeah. yeah, I mean, bears and big cats are the two scariest creatures on this earth, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about tiny little baby spiders. Like, they're scared of you. Snakes, you... scared of you. What about sharks, though? Sharks, I mean... Sharks are like the big cats of the sea, right? Yeah. So the best part about the phantom cats or ABCs is the fact that there is actual evidence to prove that they exist. Unlike Bigfoot and, you know, Nessie and things, which just have blurry, grainy photographs of them, like, you know, from a distance. ABCs have been caught on, like, trail cameras, have been caught in, like, a modern modern video and whatnot and photographs. Animal experts have 
analyzed this, like experts in videography have analyzed the tape and realized that it's actually real. They haven't been photoshopped in or anything like that. And the animal experts have like looked at their movement patterns and realized they're not being fake. They're actually oh, Jesus, big cats. Yeah. What do you? What do you? Uh, you know, you tell me your thing. What were you gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say theory, but I want you to no, tell yeah, me more. No. Tell I'll I'll dish out this theory pretty quick. You tell me what your theory is. My theory is that there's drug lords that have thought I want a big cat, and then they the big cat gets out. Pretty good, babe. Pretty good. Yeah, I was about to say a lot of these creatures are descendants of big cats, which were released in the wild following the 1976 Dangerous Wild Animals Act, which made it illegal for people to own them without the right permits. So, yes. A.K.A. drug lords. Drug lords, yeah. And there have been a number of cases where um, zoos have had breakouts of big cats and then they've been able to find most of them or, like, put them down, unfortunately. But um, there's some that have just, like, vanished. (laughs) We do have Tiger Island. Down at Dreamworld, just down the down the yeah. highway. Could you imagine if they just escaped? Maybe had tigers running around. I feel like they're too big and noticeable. Tame. Oh, very much so. Yeah, they'll be waiting for their morning feed. So, a fringe theory suggests, and instead of that animal act thing where they just uh, probably not wild, that that's not no. it. That's not it. <laughs> that the animals may actually be surviving from the ice age, having survived here from the ice age. Where leopards, uh, saber-toothed tigers, uh, lions and lynxes had been found all over Britain and the British Isles. um, And they were just ancient descendants. But obviously, proper animal experts have come through and been like, that's not true. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so... Good theory, try again. (laughs) Yeah, nice try. Um, There have been a few cases of people openly admitting to actually releasing these animals into the wild as well, which further adds to the evidence that there is somewhat of a population there. Um, Yeah, most, if not all, of these cats that are being spotted are usually, well, spotted and reported, are usually panthers or pumas, like dark-coloured animals. Big cats. Cheese and crackers, grommet. And that but there have been actually a lot of wild lynxes caught, which are, you know, much bigger than the average house cat, but not like a puma size. Yeah, they're, so they're not like a like a giant cat. Yeah, like, but it's they're like, like a, it's a fairly big cat. They're like the size of a medium dog, right? Yeah, it'll mess you up, but I'll have it. Yeah, yeah. I take um he's mine. But yeah. I don't think people would report a lynx to the sort of wildlife authorities. They're like, oh, yeah. that's a pretty big cat. Could just be like a mutated house cat or something, you know. Could be just like a feral cat. Yeah, something like that. They do actually have in Scotland have a kind of wild cat, which grows a bit bigger than an average house cat, but not that much. Not as big as a lynx. But people could be, you know, looking at them and thinking, oh, that's just a Scottish wild cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Always one of one. A Scottish wild cat? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They're pretty cute, eh? Oh, they're so beautiful. I want my so beard. <laughs> uh, the earliest recorded sighting and shooting of a big cat was in Devon in the UK. And the creature was actually a Canadian lynx. And it is now What's stuffed. What's it doing in Britain? Someone had released it or something like that, yeah. What? Yeah, it is now stuffed and on display at the Bristol Museum. 
Yeah. They have to kill it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Why do I have to kill it? I don't like that. Very sad. I don't like that part of the story. So, in 1980, a yeah. puma. Puma. That's a big cat. That's a That's fucking a mountain big lion. cat. <laughs> was caught in Scotland and taken into captivity. Oh, the land of my people. Where it lived a happy life in captivity. It was rather tame. Oh, so, like, so it fit right in in the zoo or whatever it was. Definitely in. someone's pet. Yeah, they released. Um, yeah, and they named it Felicity. And it is actually now stuffed and preserved and on display in the Ivernus. I think it's pronounced Ivernus. Ivernus Museum. Ivernus. Ivernus. She's a big Ivernus. girl. They have her, like, posed in a, you know, angry Ivernus. pose. But she was probably not going She was no. going to be like... Felicity is, yeah, a grumpy lady sometimes, but most of the time she's cuddly. Felicity was a good girl. Do you know what a jungle cat is? Like, there's a particular breed of big cat called jungle cat, which is just like a a really slinky and long cat, but it's not quite as long as like a puma or anything. Yeah. It's like pretty short to the ground. Yeah, one of those was hit by a car in uh, (laughs) 1989 in England. Oh my god. In Shropshire. Wow. Uh, 1991, a Eurasian lynx actually killed 15 sheep before eventually being shot and killed. Whoa. The whole thing was actually deemed a hoax, but the police came forward in 2006 and said, nope, that's a real ABC. Make sure you know your real ABCs. Yeah. In 1994, an ocelot was <gasps> shot and killed on a farm. Oh. The people who shot and killed it didn't come forward for like a few months because they were worried that it was like somehow a protected species. But I mean, it's an invasive thing on your land, so I mean, you've got to shoot the you animal. You don't got to. You can just trap it humanely. You can try and trap a ocelot, but I don't know how successful <laughs> you're going to be. Just going to go running around you tearing know, the throats you, out no, of your you sheep. Know, you just like have a have a basket, put a sheep underneath it with uh-huh. a... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. The perfect ocelot trap. Kill another animal to save an animal. That doesn't sound right, <laughs> but... It's just like in Jurassic stick Park. stick and you just poop. Oh. And you just poop. And it's like... Ah, can't get out because it's traps? a cat. Or you actually, you know what? You could just put a basket down. It's a very well-known fact that when you put a basket down, a cat will oh, jump into shit. it. Oh, shit. There we go. So it's an automatic trap. It's an automatic trap. <laughs> and they'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> what trap are you talking about from um, Jurassic Park movies? Oh, I you know, where they watched. just put the goat up on the thing <laughs> and the dino comes out. Yeah. Um, got a sheep <laughs> and an ocelot. Yep. Very um, similar. There's heaps and heaps and heaps of these stories. Um, there legitimately seems to be a growing population of big cats in the UK, which is the scariest thing. Um, two of the more popular ABC stories are the Beast of Exmoor and the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Uh, the Beast of Bodmin Moor was a phantom wildcat which mutilated a whole bunch of livestock in Cornwall in 1978. Oh. The creature was spotted many times and was reported as being a long, sleek, panther-like creature. A boy actually managed to find the skull of a large cat about five days after they'd seen this panther thing and after the encounters had occurred. But it wasn't the skull of the panther. It was like a a bit of an older one. And um, it, it just sort of was a bit 
bit weird that they found this jaguar skull it was actually defined as. Oh, a jaguar skull. In Bodmin Moor after all these attacks. It's very, very peculiar. That's insane. Um, They didn't really have any more encounters after it just slaughtered all these uh, livestock. (laughs) But um, the Beast of Eggsmoor was a bit more of a uh, well-known one as it was photographed and caught on video. And this thing killed so many livestock, so many, like, sheeps and cows and stuff. So, yeah, this thing, it started throughout the 70s where there were reported sightings of a big black cat around Eggsmoor National Park, but it wasn't until, actually, 1983 where one farmer lost over 100 sheep to neck wounds, like mutilation neck wounds, in three months. I mean, tell me what what does a cat do? They go immediately for the throat. Yeah, of course. They don't have those razor-sharp teeth for nothing. That's right. They go for the go for the neck and then kick with their back legs, oh, and then yeah. they, like Priscilla does <laughs> when she gets like a ribbon or something or like oh, a yeah. pen, and she's like, ow, 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 and then she's like, kick, 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 you know what I mean? And then she like just kicks it and she fucking goes after it. <laughs> so <there laughs> that's were, what I'm imagining. Yeah, there were photos and videos and whatnot. I'm going to show you a photo of this thing up soon. Um, some people even saw it fishing in the stream, a stream with its paw. Like, just, like, a panther like, ooh, digging down into a fish. stream trying to get a fish. Yeah, They're so smart. They can do that. Yeah. There were theories that it was actually using an old mining tunnel in the area as its lair, which allowed it to hide from authorities for so long. Because well, I mean, if they're not using it, why not? You exactly. Know, free the military housing. was actually brought in to hunt this thing. Oh, shit. Because it was fucking up livestock so bad. And they spotted it as well. The Marine's commanding officer was quoted in saying that the thing had almost human-like intelligence and knew how to evade them perfectly, a.k.a. it was a cat. (laughs) A.k.a. it was a very, very, very smart creature. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In the end, the military was was withdrawn and the Beast of Exmoor and the sightings, you know, apparently, were all deemed a hoax. But... After they left, Hello, evidence. there were an additional 200 farm animals murdered and slaughtered by neck wounds and then eaten within the next year. It's a fucking panther. Let's take a look at it right now. Right, live on air. Okay, so here we go. Looking at the Beast of Exmoor. Whoa! It's a panther, right? 100%. Look like, at it. This thing is no doubt a panther. Like, sleeking, slinking sorry, through the uh, wilderness. Here's some dead creatures that it was slaughtering. Here's another lovely little photo Whoa. of this panther. Clearly a panther. Yeah, there's, That looks like a ball. That does look like a ball. That <laughs> is a ball. <laughs> uh. Here we go. Here's another pretty prominent that's, photo. That, yeah. That's a giant cat. 100%. Well, look at the tail. A wildlife expert actually analyzed one of the videos of the Beast of Exmoor and concluded that this thing was, in fact, a black jaguar. Oh. So it's real. There's a fucking black jaguar in the UK just like slaughtering sheep around somewhere. But that was way back. So, I mean, it'd be dead by this time. Unless it had children. 
And there are and then a, his children had children. Exactly. And there are a lot of theories and sort of prominent sort of research being done into the fact that perhaps some of these ABCs are actually becoming now the descendants of common house cats and these giant cats. Oh. Like crossbreeding. So they're like creating like micro panthers and stuff like that. Oh. Yes. Kind of cool cute. but kind of hectic at the same time. Um, and in fact, for my last little encounter here, the most recent encounter with an ABC in 2019, a man in Cornwall reported that a six foot long black cat attacked him through an open window. He described it as being crossed between a domestic cat and a panther. And he claimed to have uh, shared this report with police and they told him to fuck off. Otherwise, they'd uh, pursue legal action against him. I don't know whether he'd made regular calls to the police about a giant black cat, but they weren't too happy with him in that instance, that's for sure. I bet not. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, a population of big cats in the UK. Let me get you a video of a panther-like creature just outside of Sydney earlier this year, babe. All right, are you ready? You tell me that's not a panther. That's just out, outside of Sydney. Whoa, yeah, 100%. Look at him. How effed is that? When was this the start of the year? Yeah. 20 fucking 20? Mid-July, mid, uh, yeah, mid-July 2020. Low-key fuck 2020. Yeah, there's panthers and shit. As oh, if... my God. As if you would just go walking out in that field, by the way, right? after seeing that. And... As if you didn't have enough reason to stay indoors with all the COVID. Now there's fucking panthers <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So, and you know uh, what? People still didn't want to stay inside. Yeah. That's so, uh, a rant for another time. And that is the end of my story. So thank you so much for joining us, everyone. I really liked that story. And I think it was a very good way to um, end 2020 for our podcast. Yeah. This is the last episode for 2020. We're going to be taking a week off after this, so no episode next week. But we'll be back the following week to continue speaking about weird things. Yeah. So yeah. tune in then. Thanks for listening this year. Thanks for supporting us this year. So much has happened for the podcast, for the world, for us, for you. Me and a poltergeist. You, me and a poltergeist. Thank you so much, everybody. We love you so much. Do not forget, coming into 2021, you need to... Exercise regularly. Goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.